Hello, Tashi DeLake. Welcome to another episode of Booncast. It's been a while since we've released an interview, but Eurobone Center's president, David Pedler, had a wonderful recent opportunity to interview Kempo Tempa Jungdrung Rinpoche while in Nepal. This will be a little bit different of an episode. Not only will David be interviewing, but you'll also get to hear many of the ambient sounds of Nepal, including a ritual that was taking place. In this episode, they discuss Zoom teachings during COVID times, the health of His Eminence Yongzin Rinpoche, the importance of long life practice, challenges and progress on temple construction, and more. For announcements, I would like to specifically call out the ongoing Zewang Rinzin and Tumo of the Dzogchen Kuzum Rangshar courses, as well as upcoming planned 2022 retreats in Costa Rica and Denmark. Also, please check out the recent release of Latini Madakpa Rinpoche's new book, Kyungmar, the Red Garuda, the Bun Practice for Healing Ourselves, Others, and the Natural World. You can find details for the book and upcoming teachings on yurubonecenter.org. Now, please welcome Kempo Tempa Jungdrung Rinpoche, interviewed by David Pedler. Monastery. We are here in Kathmandu, Nepal. It is October 15th. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for taking time to visit us, or visit with us, and taking time for this uh, this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> I know you just came back from teaching at Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. How was that trip? Yeah, this <clears throat> my this time of trip was kind of short. But uh, it was good. Um, it was uh, uh, after two years of uh, mm-hmm. you know, without traveling. So going back there and seeing everybody, so it was wonderful. Very good. Yes, very nice. Yes. And you were able to have uh, in-person teaching? Uh, yes, we had uh, short, short teaching, but uh, it was my trip was not uh, organized for teaching this time mainly visiting there to, you know, to see and to yeah. connect with the people. But uh, since there is already Gomda people are already at the Shenzhen, there were 22 people. So, um, yes, I did uh, two times of teaching yeah, in person with them. That's wonderful. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I, while we're talking about teaching, <clears throat> I noticed that you have you have done some Zoom teaching. Zoom teaching. Zoom yeah. teaching. Mm-hmm. It, that is now the new thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. How do you like Zoom teaching? Um, usually, you know, before, I I was not so much fond of doing online live teachings, etc. 
but uh, due to COVID, we were forced to do go on Zoom, and so then uh, gradually I found it quite uh, uh, nice. It is very good way to connect people and also people or practitioners. They really uh, got uh, benefit from the teaching and from the con connection through even it is through Zoom. So I found it uh, quite uh, helpful and very good way to connect uh, not only you know um, people who usually you meet but also from people from long uh, different country who you normally cannot travel cannot have you know possibility to see us in person so in that sense it has been really good yeah i found it so i i'm starting to like uh, zoom teaching <laughs> <laughs> At, at, at Mirabon Center, we have we have done Zoom teaching also, and what we discovered very much what you just said in one in one session on one computer screen, you can have people from Eastern Europe, you can have people from uh, Central Europe, you can have people from the U.S. from South America, and they are all together and they are all um, you know uh, getting benefit, getting teaching mm -hmm. that they could never have done. Even if no COVID, they can't. You can't travel that. Way. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I think Zoom teaching is going to be very important uh, means of, you know, reconnecting and also sharing teachings, participating retreat in the future. I think. Yeah. Now we have started. I think we will. Um, we will go on that way, even in the future, if there's uh, in-person retreats. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think there is a, a in-person, maybe a little stronger connection between student and teacher? Yeah, normally, yes. I think uh, in person, you have kind of interaction. You can talk, you can ask questions indirectly, you know, on the spot. So many things can be clarified, you know. Even teacher says something, maybe if somebody cannot understand well, maybe they can get immediately some questions or clarifications that but uh, generally it is like that but uh, for those who are old practitioners those who have already good background of teaching and practice I don't think it makes big differences because the connection is already there and they are already connected with the teaching already connected with the teacher lineage so uh, even Zoom teaching makes you know, stronger. Some people found it quite, uh, depends on personality normally, you know. People have different personalities. Some people like to be more in the Sangha and, you know, to interact for those. I think that aspect is missing. But some people, Zoom teaching found very quiet, no much around. You know, you can completely focus on the practice, whatever is teaching, whatever is going. So it doesn't make so much differences. So it depends on the personality, I think. Mm, good. Yeah. Good. Now, speaking of COVID, what has the impact of COVID been on the monastery and the monks, mm -hmm. the monastic life and the monastic teaching? Oh, COVID, uh, yeah, from the beginning, you know, COVID, uh, of course, the disease is there, problem is already there all over the world. And uh, even in Nepal, initially there was not, you know, not really spreading the things, but we hear the news all the time. And then 
when you listen the news, when we listen the news through the media's different sources, everybody's talking um, as if it is like deadly. So that made everybody, you know, kind of a uh, little bit of afraid and fear, kind of, um, you know, anxieties. So um, in the monasteries, we also have same. So everybody was not so sure what will happen. If something happens in the monastery, like uh, for our case, we have very limited, uh, you know, uh, space. So if we have to do, everybody, you know, stay space, you know, kind of like, like that. We don't have that uh, facility. So as you know, our place is very crowded. Yes. And monks are sitting in one room, two, three room, monks are sleeping together. And then all in the, during the puja, prayer times, and also during the eating times, everybody shares the same place. Yes. So it uh, would be very difficult uh, for us if we need, uh, have to make, uh, you know, a big, uh, what do you call, isolation for mm -hmm. each monk, or even like 20%, 20-30% of the monks, even if we have to put in isolation, it would be very difficult. Yes. So we were very much worried. So uh, anyway, we uh, were trying to do our best to prepare, to face the worst. So we tried to put uh, foods in stock and also we get some rooms kind of like uh, with certain, you know, equipments and some, so that if, if yes. someone had, had some problems, they can stay isolated. So like, like that. So, and then of course, uh, we put, uh, uh, we closed the gates, monastery gate closed, uh, as this was already, you know, all the Nepalese government ordered the lockdown. So we also keep ourselves uh, self-confined. Uh, so initially it was very uh, difficult, but eventually people get used and you know more and more kind of cases. You see, you hear, people got it, people recover it, you know, from, from it. So uh, you become more and more clear about the, what, what is the, real, uh, the reality. It is not exactly what people talk. Of course, there was a lot of people died, mm -hmm. a lot of people were suffered. So these are really, uh, you know, many people in this part of the world even suffered a lot uh, through the, you know, depressions, through the emotional disbalances. Mm -hmm. You know, people who depend on the daily wages, they had, you know, financially difficult, you know, they couldn't pay their rents, they couldn't, uh, you know, earn their daily wages, so even mm -hmm. feeding their, this was, we hear all these things, but anyway, uh, in the monastery case, somehow we managed to keep, so that we didn't have that part of the problem. So, but uh, uh, somehow we managed to keep quite well, I think, uh, I couldn't say now when we reflect. So, because I think thanks to this uh, closing the monastery boundary, so no uh, people from outside can yes. come and monks are restricted going out of the you know gate mm -hmm. so we were every, what is happening everything is happening except um, some monks they have to go to buy some things you know so mm -hmm. we have to do this then that is also done very carefully we did always even something calm vegetables or anything coming out we sanitize, we put them on the outside for one or two nights, you know, mm -hmm. like that. So I think sometimes it is good to be 
um, how to say, questions. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that is why, I think this is the reason why we didn't have any problem. Uh, direct, you know, kind of um, uh, direct uh, attack or nice. by the COVID, you know. Yes. So did you have any monks who were seriously ill? We did have some monks have some flus. That is usually every That's year. Usual, Even yeah. there was no yeah. COVID, we we had, we have. But uh, there was no one who has uh, been kind of diagnosed as COVID. Oh, good. No, so far our knowledge, yeah. Good, good. Yes. So all of the precautions are helping. Yes, yes, good. yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, before before we started this interview. Mm -hmm. You and, and Bernadette and I were talking about Yongzhen uh, Rinpoche and his health. Mm -hmm. Would you repeat what you said for the uh, for the other listeners? Oh yeah, Yongzhen Rinpoche. Uh, yeah, this year one of the hardest thing for us was Rinpoche's uh, health condition. You know, so already he was in April. Um, we had to hospitalize him. Uh, for you know, few days because of his uh, hemoglobin went very mm -hmm. down, very mm -hmm. low. It felt some tiredness and some difficult for breathing. And then uh, he got um, uh, some uh, treatment uh, through blood transfusion. So then he recovered very well. So he was very good. Mm. And then uh, he had very uh, difficult for. for Breathings, etc. So after two and a half uh, days, then, um, as his wish, we decided to take uh, him back to the monastery. So as uh, we brought him back to the monasteries, so we kind of halted for time being for any kind of medical things. So he said, "I just." want to be in just normal uh, condition without having any kind of any medical treatments or the or equipments. So let me stay like this. Then whatever will maybe better, maybe worse. So I'm prepared for anything so mm -hmm. like that. So we follow his advice. Then after a few days he's uh, getting better and better. He started to you know feeling better. So it doesn't get worse, you know, his condition. Mm -hmm. Normally we expecting now it's very, you know, it's a very, yeah, uh, difficult situation. So then he become better and better. And then, yeah, he's right now, luckily, he's been very well recovered. So I think this, um, of course, his power of his practice is already there. Then uh, a lot of people all around the world, they did prayers so much and uh, I think we still have some kind of good um, fortunes to be able to, you know, be with him physically. Yes. Yes. So I think uh, now he has uh, been recovered now very, quite well, I would say very well. So he's almost like the like same situation as usual. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was, firstly, we had very difficult time, but now, now we feel happy. Wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes, Good. yes. Good. Is there, um, you know, many practitioners did uh, long life prayers for him. Yes, yes. Do you recommend we continue that? Or different of course, practice? we continue practice. 
long life practice, we I think it is very good. Uh, usually we say, Lami Shabdeng, Lami Seduk, in Tibetan we have a proverb saying, the practice for the long life for the master is also long life for the disciple themselves mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, now everybody wish to have long life. So, not doing long life practice only for oneself, selfishly. Yes. You do long life practice for the master, can benefit for yourself to get long life. So, I would recommend and advise that everybody continue to say long life practice. So, whatever long life practice you do, whether you do according to Tsemarinzin, Tsemarinamka, or any idam mm -hmm. cycle, mm -hmm. eventually the, the practice essence of practice is uh, the main purpose of exit practice is to, you know, free oneself and others from the pain and sufferings, you know, to attain the ultimate, you know, um, state of happiness, or we can mm -hmm. say Buddhahood. So that is there always, even if you say long life mantra, so you should motivate with the thought of bodhicitta, you know, for the mm -hmm. benefit of mm -hmm. all the sentient beings. You are doing long life practice for master, but you should also dedicate this for the uh, benefit of all the sentient beings. That is same. So therefore, it is uh, uh, keeping doing long life practice for one's teacher or master uh, is um, another form of one's uh, spiritual practice, you know, to develop development of one's uh, practice. So I would recommend everybody continue. Good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. As we came up the stairs, we noticed the construction is coming along, but not quite finished yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, construction of the new temple. Uh, our project was for 18 months of project. The contractor first projected to finish in 18 months. Of course, because of COVID, because of many lockdowns, and of course uh, then during the lockdown and COVID, everybody had to go. Mm -hmm. Then even lockdown is open, you know, and uh, then of course all the labors uh, were coming mm -hmm. from different corners of the mm -hmm. villages. Then they have also transportations, you know, they cannot come immediately. Then also even they could come, we have to be careful with, uh, you know, their health issues. We have to do all the tests like PCRs, if they had anything or not. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if somebody got, then it can affect to everybody. So therefore it took long, very long time. So however, we still kept our uh, yeah when they were when they were able to they keep walking. So now we have finished the main structure of the of course foundation and the two lower floors are completed. Now they are working on the main floor, the main temple floor. So recently they have um, casted the floor of the mezzanine level. We have temple and then inside temple we have a mezzanine. There was so now these days they are on holiday, Basai holiday. After yes. it finished, they yes. will come and mm -hmm. uh, resume the work. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think it's still it is going to take uh, right last time when we uh, meet with the contractors, they were projecting to finish it by next uh, September. So hopefully, it can if everything goes well mm -hmm. next September, the main you know, construction will be finished. Then, of course, there will be still many detailed works inside the temple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
good, thank you. Yeah. Um, speaking of construction, I wanted to let you know that the, the temple construction is still moving forward, slow by slow. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 slow we by had, slow. We had uh, problems with COVID. The, the surveyor's office was closed on two different times mm -hmm. because of COVID. Oh, okay. And In your urban, yeah, yeah, yes, okay, okay, yes, yes. The surveyor, yes. so he couldn't get out and do his work. Okay. And then the the um, permitting people. Mm -hmm. We had delays with the permitting people because of COVID, mm. and we had to have separate many meetings and, and, mm. and all of this. So okay. we think we have it settled now. Okay. And so we we called the man with the machinery to move the to, to dig the land right to mm. dig the dirt. He has COVID. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so he said he's going to come in two weeks and he'll he'll do the excavation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You know where where we are. We have uh, we have frost. The, the the ground is frozen about four months out of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the spring, for one month, it's very muddy, so oh, you can't I see. work yes, for about five or six months out of the I year. I see. Oh. So he wants to dig. He wants to do the excavation before the winter comes. Okay, okay. And so we're hoping that will work. Okay, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you again for all of your mm -hmm. your You're welcome. Uh, your help and your encouragement mm -hmm. and your. Uh, your participation mm. in this in this project. Yeah. A couple more questions. Um, Siligari, how is the school in Siligari doing? No, school in Siligari is also a similar story <laughs> <laughs> because of COVID. Siligari, yes. uh, since you know last uh, March, last year, 2000, you know, since lockdown started, until now we have not opened, you know, on-site class. Ah, ah. So. Um, Hoping that now will be better, we're able to open again, and then again it, things are getting were getting worse, and then couldn't open like that. So until now, still in the West Bengal, I think most of the Indian states, the some higher you know classes they open, but um, lower classes they have not uh, opened still. In the West Bengal, none of them have opened. Mm, so, however. Starting from last year, uh, September, and then we have been conducting the online class by uh, given by the teachers. Mm -hmm. teachers we organize uh, online teaching through Zoom. So teachers were giving lessons from their house to the students through Zoom. So yeah, that is better than uh, staying without having anything. Yes. But um, the advantage we took was that uh, because of Tibetan teachers are on site, two monks teachers are always regularly staying there. So they've been focusing a lot on the teaching Tibetan class. So their Tibetan um, have improved a lot, the students. Oh, mm -hmm. that's yeah. great. Good. And now they, they can do very well in Tibetan. But of course, recently they had a, a half yearly um, exam. Um, all the students they have done well. So exam was also done by the through online. Of course, teachers prepared, and then we have our staffs there. They distributed the question papers, set in the class, and teachers were observing from the Zoom online. Mm -hmm. So they did. So exam was quite well. Mm. Yes. So generally, health-wise, they've been very well. So again, we close all compound of the school 
Nobody allowed to come, nobody goes out. So children were, none of them left for their house because their family house is very long, you know, in the, most of them come from remote areas of West Nepal, different uh, districts. So um, it was not convenient sending them back because even we don't know whether sending back would be secure, better safer than secure than being in school or not so sure. Condition there is not so good. And also on the road here, there, there was no direct, you know, road or direct flights. You know, even if they fly from Kathmandu to them, then they mm. have to walk many days, and then they even have uh, uh, difficult for expenses. You know, for the, the for their parents. So we decided to keep all the children there mm -hmm. in the school. Mm -hmm. So nobody was. Um, uh, diagnosed as uh, with the COVID. So everybody was very healthy. Yeah, so after now. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. So mm -hmm. we now know that um, COVID precautions and Zoom are the answer. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> ah, okay. I have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for practitioners now? Uh, practitioners. Yeah, I would want, I could say, yeah, as a practitioner, you have to practice continuously, no matter what situation you may face, you know. So that is the main purpose of the practice, you know, right from the beginning, um, by entering to the practice, we were talking about the preciousness of human life and also impermanence of the human life. So this kind of things changes you know, pleasant or unpleasant is expected to, you know, uh, uh, to be faced with. So therefore, we don't have to be surprised when things like this happens. So this is something that we can face. We, anybody can face. So individual life, private life, and common life, like a COVID situation is more common for all over the world. But then also, people can face individual crisis, you know, um, nobody has guarantee, you know, today you are happy and everything is going well. What will happen tomorrow or next year, nobody knows. So therefore, these kind of things can happen and something is, that is uh, expected. So therefore, it is when this crisis, such a, this um, kind of crisis happens, we should be more reminded with our practice instead of getting desperate and getting falling into the depressions. So we should be more focused and more alert. Of course, we have to be more cautious as much as possible because the disease is, um, of course, very strongly linked with one's karma and one's emotions, one's negative, you know, forces that is within oneself. But at the same time, it is also connected with the external, you know, uh, conditions, even the biological, you know, one's body and also environment. So therefore, whichever aspect um, um, you can deal, with that from which you can deal, you can kind of like, you have uh, choice to, you know, not to get, uh, you know, um, difficult situation. We, we have to choose the right thing, you know. But there are many things that we cannot have choice, you know. We have to follow. For that case, we don't have to feel regret or something, uh, desperate, 
suffering, even if you feel suffering or worried, it will not help. So instead we have to be more, stay alert and clear and connected with the practice, you know. So that is uh, what I would uh, say. So continue practice. Continue practice doesn't mean only recitation and recitation, saying prayers and prayers, but main thing is to really uh, to keep oneself emotionally, mentally more alert and more balanced, positive, you know, that is the main uh, thing. All the things that we do as a ritual is a means to develop that kind of positive energy, positive attitude of the, you know, um, action and uh, uh, emotions, etc. So that, that is what I can say here. Thank you. We've been speaking with Kempo Tempo Yungum of Tritton Norbutse Monastery. Kempo La, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. I was very glad to see you be in the monastery. Thank you, both of you. Thank mm-hmm. you.